0: It's time to explore the unexplained, to delve into the mysteries of our world and the realms beyond, to seek out the answers to phenomena that defy conventional explanation. Welcome to Paranormal Underground Radio in the Dark with Karen Frazier and Chucky G, where that journey begins. Good evening, this is Paranormal Underground Radio in the Dark, Chuck is... Chuckie, G is slightly tired because he just flew in from. Well, actually, he drove in from Wisconsin. He
1: flew in, and boy, are his arms <laughs> tired! I, I,
0: folks. I flew in about 60, 70 miles an hour is what I did. But this is Chuckie G with my lovely co-host Karen Frazier. Hi, Karen. How are you?
1: Hi, I'm. I'm very well. Tired, man. <laughs> I'm not tra- Well, I'm a little tired too. The dogs were up all night last night.
2: Well,
0: no,
1: I got up super early too.
0: What time did you get up? Probably mm-hmm. earlier than me. Mm-hmm. I mean, I got up at, like, like five. Like 4 You It'd by an hour.
1: Well, no, because it would have been um, still, you know.
0: Oh, yeah. The- yeah, changing. time zones. Gotcha. Yeah, I've been up since the crack of dawn and busting eight and blah, 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 You blah, know, blah.
1: I've got to tell you, I used to have yep. a friend, her name was Dawn, Don't and uh, she hated that phrase.
3: What? Crack of dawn?
0: The crack of dawn.
1: <laughs> <laughs> She would get so mad when people would say that. It's
0: gonna be a really interesting show. <laughs> That's awesome. Okay. It's gonna be fun. Hey, we, we have
1: our new format. Oh, I'm so excited! I know we're doing new stuff tonight. We tonight. And, yeah. and bringing back some old stuff, and we're uh, we're gonna try I, this. We're gonna try this out, man.
0: I, I heard that like the new format. Cheryl's taking over show now. She's gonna be doing everything while we sit mm-hmm. back. This is awesome. No.
1: <laughs> yep, Cheryl does everything. We just we just um. We just basically we do the color commentary yeah, now. Yeah, Cheryl Cheryl does and...
3: all the heavy list. That yeah. is not our new format. I'm sorry. Oh, but I thought that was it. No,
0: I, no, I must have got the wrong memo. I don't know. So <laughs> <laughs> I said in my memo. I don't know. Apparently
1: so anyway, in your dreams, Jackie. <laughs> your dream. uh, how are you,
0: ladies? Doing? I I, I kind of missed you guys. So how are you doing?
1: You missed us? Were you here last week?
0: Well, because you know, I mean, I know. Was, I you know normally I'm here. And you know, it just seemed weird because I was oh, gone. Oh, you weren't
1: but... here for the pre-show chat.
0: Yes. Yeah,
1: so we basically just talked about you behind your back.
0: Well, I would expect no, no less, really.
1: <laughs> Seriously, <laughs> it's just what happens, man. Nice,
0: thanks. thanks, man. Thanks, like, man. Like... <laughs> yeah, so yeah, I, I got it right at the last minute, shoving a bratwurst and banana in my mouth. That's not a run, didn't it? I'm so sorry. <laughs> but anyways, yeah, I had to have food, so yeah, I just got it right in the. Yeah, there was a lot of traffic though coming from Wisconsin. Oh, because so what happened is I drove to Franklin Park, got with my friend, and she drove to uh, Milwaukee, and we stayed out there. And then you know we did whatever for like the five days and busted hump and worked about fifty hours. Then we came back, and I got to her house. And then from Franklin Park to here, oh my God, that was that was probably the worst part right there.
1: Well, calm down because now you're here among friends
0: talking about
1: talking about gro- groovy paranormal stuff man groovy
0: paranormal speaking of groovy paranormal don't we have a groovy lady on tonight
1: we do her name is constanza morningstar
4: yeah
1: and she is the author of medium a step-by-step guide to communicating with the spirit world i'm super pumped uh-huh. about that so uh-huh. let me tell you a little about her she's an ordained minister she's a certified medium a shamanic practitioner and a national spiritualist teacher she's credentialed through the national spirit spiritualist i can't speak Association of Churches, and she's taught mediumship and psychic development in the greater Washington, D.C. area since 2009. She oh, hosts a weekly development circle in Silver Spring, Maryland, and holds a bachelor's degree from the Newcomb oh, College oh, oh, oh. and a master's of public health from Tulane University. I, so, uh, you know, we're not I, worthy, probably. No, no, I,
0: I'm going to say, I was going to say, I, with all those credentials, I don't think I should speak tonight. I should just be very quiet. I don't know. Just, kind just of sit quietly. Just sit quietly. <laughs> Say, "Excuse me, can I ask a question, please?"
4: No,
1: <laughs> this is right up your alley. Are you kidding me? You like to you like to take take the medium teachers and pump them for information.
0: I know. Well, it helps me, you know. So you know. I mean, you know, but they're plus yeah. it's it's always good to pump. So you know, but anyways, <laughs> um, wait now t- today. Today, we don't have any news today, do we? What do we have today instead? What is this call that you're doing? What is this? Well, Is so there like a game for it? Or, yeah. Uh, does,
4: I, yes, did we
1: Cheryl decide? To, did we yes. Yes, she is. We, I think it's just like my column. It's kind of metaphysics and energy healing.
3: Um, Cheryl, what's
0: it called? What's it called, Cheryl?
3: It's called metaphysics and energy healing. What,
1: Good you point. thought I was full of crap?
0: Yeah. <laughs> Pretty much. No, because I saw it something else. My- that- no. Are well, you...
1: Yeah, she. She. Well, that we talked about that. Yeah, we talked okay. about that when you weren't here. Thank that you. Was Thank to, yeah. you.
0: Okay, so I'm not crazy. Thank you. You people don't understand. I'm getting these memos and they're no, almost. Because
1: messed up. She, she's we. That, she's, was, a that was a placeholder
0: name. <laughs> placeholder is what you put for food. That has no. nothing to do with this. Yes.
1: A placeholder is what you put for food. No, that's a place mat.
0: Placeholder. Oh, you put a placeholder so you know. Oh, that's right for holding for the people to sit down to get their food. There you go.
1: No. What? There's a no.
0: What do you mean? No. Isn't that what a placeholder is? No. Is it a person that sits in your place until you get there?
1: Well, that's like the people who who the seat fillers. Those are seat fillers.
0: Seat fillers. Okay. So what's the? Yeah. placeholder? I want to know what a placeholder is right now.
1: Placeholder is something that you put in place of uh, the real thing. It's like a a it's a. a Temporary, a thing. temporary thing that you put in place until you have the permanent thing. So
0: I could, so I could put a, like a p- placemat down temporarily until I got my food. So it could be a placeholder. No. <laughs> you, you got you. People have to see their faces as I'm <laughs> messing with them because they're just going. They're going to kill me.
1: So shall we talk some metaphysics and energy? Oh,
0: heck yeah! I want to hear what you got to say, lady. So
1: I'm excited about this because this is um, this is one of my favorite subjects, clearly. I write about a column about it. But what I'm really excited about is what we're talking about today. Have okay. you ever heard of Messages from Water?
0: Um, is it like scrying and stuff? or? Um... No, it's oh. not. Okay, So, tell me.
1: Messages from Water um, is research done by a guy named Masaru Emoto. And also Dean Radden does some of this stuff. Oh. And what he does is he takes water I and remember. he exposes it to words. hmm or music or right. thoughts right by taking and writing the words on the on a piece of paper and taping it to the water and leaving it there then he freezes the water and photographs the water crystals
0: I remember this now yes this is cool okay
1: All right have we talked about this on the show before uh, No
0: no I think you and I have talked about it. I don't
4: think we talked okay. about Okay so, All yeah. right
1: yeah because I use it a lot we probably talked about we talked about it during the Reiki class Yes Yeah yes, that's yeah, exactly we did. Okay, mm-hmm. because I I use this uh, a lot during my Reiki So yes. um you can go to, Cheryl, do you still have that link I gave you? Is it masaru-emoto.net?
3: Yes, it's masaru-emoto, that's E-M-O-T-O.net. So if you go to
1: this page, he has several pictures up of, of the water. Wow. And so, for instance... um he exposed water to certain words like eternal and evil. You disgust me, you fool. And all he did was wrote the words on a piece of paper and taped it to the water and let it sit and then photographed the crystals. Um, So if you look at these images and I really encourage anybody who's listening to this either now or later to go and look at these images and see, because the crystals for these beautiful thoughts are symmetrical and so pretty and very, and the, messages for things like you disgust me i mean you disgust me looks like sludge Uh it is
3: amazing karen when you when you sent me to that site and i was checking out these Uh pictures it is i mean it really is amazing our listeners should go check out these pictures and see what what's going on here it 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 really like we're talking about before the show it really tells you something about not only do spoken words mean a lot and make a, a big impact but written words
1: Right, and so, um, and that's what Cheryl was asking me. She says, well, it doesn't make sense. I mean, if you're just writing the words down, why would that affect it? Because words still have energy, even if they're just written on a piece of paper. Yes. So I was telling Cheryl about an experiment that I do with my classes. And what I do is I take two pieces of paper. I write, I love you on one piece of paper. I write, I hate you on another piece of paper. I put them in an envelope, and then I mix the envelopes up with my eyes closed. Did you like that visual? <laughs> yeah, yes. yeah,
4: it was uh, So
1: I mix them up, with, and, and I put... Uh, one color crystal in one bag and one color crystal in the other bag and then I drop the envelopes in and seal them and I have no idea which color crystal has and it's usually it's two different colors of quartz Right. Um, and I don't have any idea which one has I love you and which one has I hate you right. and then um, I leave them there for about a week and as soon as I pick up that bag after a week, I know exactly which one has I love you and which one has I hate you. But what's even more interesting is then I hand the beads out to the class. And I don't tell them. I just hand them one of each crystal. Okay. Yes. And I, I just use little round crystal beads because yeah. they're cheap, right? Yeah. And I, they hold them in their hands, mm-hmm. and they can tell the difference. They can tell me which really? is I love like: mean, I, I, I mean, it's
0: yeah. a, a pretty good ratio of.
4: Uh, okay. All right. Yeah, cool.
1: it's 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 beyond chance. It's more than fifty percent of them get it right. It's usually about seventy five percent of them get it wow. right. And the ones who get it wrong can tell a difference. They just yeah. haven't learned to discern which is which yet.
0: I want to. I, I still want to try that because I remember you talking about this too. This is That's really amazing. cool. No, I have a question though. Wait. Now, with the pictures you know like how oh, they do the pictures and stuff, um the frozen images he does. A lot of them look a lot like chakras. You know. Um, they
1: look like mandalas to me
0: yeah yeah you know well yeah and they say chakras can look you know if you look at flowers if you no, look at exactly uh, but the,
1: those the are nature. crystalline they're crystalline in structure so okay. if you look at the positive things what they've done is they've formed these perfect crystalline structures right right, right. um where they don't necessarily if uh if it's exposed to something negative negative. Mm-hmm. and um so what's interesting to me is a couple of things first of all the human body is about 55 to 60 percent water. I think, that's, I think that's the right amount. Um, okay. So if you think about that, that 55 to 60 percent water, and you just just a word on a piece of paper look at what that does to water. What's it doing in your body?
4: Mm-hmm.
1: Now think about applying emotion to those words and actually having that feeling. Oh, And how many times do you say to yourself a day, "Oh my God, you're such an idiot." Or, you know, oh, I'm so stupid. Or, oh, I shouldn't have done that. I mean, we tend to talk to ourselves negatively, right? Yes. So if you think about that, it's really um, incredible what could be happening in our body. So Cheryl said before the show when we were talking about this, when we stopped talking about you, of course. Yes. But, yeah, Cheryl said before the show when we were talking (laughs) about this, well, so that means that somebody who's really negative is affecting their own health and possibly yours as well. And that's absolutely right.
0: Well, yeah, because you're saying that when, when, you, when you, and we know this because being psychics, we know that when we say something, man, that energy behind it is, is, can be such a, a drastic thing to other people. I mean, yeah. it really changes and connects to other people. And then it's just kind of like a domino effect after a while, you know. Yeah. Just, yeah. Well,
1: and in my Nia class, we've been, this week, we've been working on um, embodying the experience of yes. And so to do that, I mean, and that sounds really super duper like new agey hippie shit. Yeah, right? no,
0: that sounds interesting. Okay. Go ahead.
1: So, so, what we've done is you close your eyes and you feel in your body, and then you say no, no, and you just say it with emotion. And, like, so do that. Just close your eyes and say okay. no, and and a couple times, really emphatically. So, I yeah. mean, out
4: loud, you mean? Or? Yeah, yeah.
1: Okay. See how it feels in
0: your No. Body? No. Oh, yeah. Yeah, 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 okay, yeah, yeah,
1: yeah. Well, okay. And you could do the body language, you can cross yeah, your arms. Like, no, or yeah. whatever. Now, open your arms and close your eyes and lean back. And say yes. Yes. And do you feel a difference oh, yeah. in how it yeah. feels? Because,
0: yeah, because when you're doing the no, there's a, a heavy impact to that. Yeah. When you, when you yeah. It's not kind of like you're kind of light and floaty, kind of, you know what I mean? Yeah. Like
1: and I actually feel it physically in my yes. body. Hmm? Yes.
0: Yes. yes.
4: <laughs>
1: so, so, what the takeaway from this is, is uh-huh. that that the words are important. The emotions are important, but he also, if you look at, at Masaru Moto's page, he yeah. also has a section on um, water and music. That's the first set of images he shows you on that page. Yes. And um, music has an effect, too. Oh, And, yes. like, the heavy metal song just kind of yeah. looks, <laughs> right? <laughs> yeah, it does. Yeah, it
0: does. But
1: then if you look at, like, um, John Lennon, Lennon's Imagine, it's perfect. It's beautiful, right?
0: Yep, correct.
1: So, the the energies that you expose yourself to actually affect you physically. And I think this is such a great demonstration of that. And so I use it. I use it in my Reiki classes like I, I used it with you, right? Yes. To help you help yes. illustrate she that. Yep. And I use it in my energy healing classes and my psychic classes because I think it's such an important way to do it. But you can do the same thing. You can do it at home. Listeners can do it at home. You can try it. Take just. Um, uh, do you have two of the same crystal?
0: Yes, I do. Yes, I have just plain clear clear uh, clear crystals. I can't speak.
1: Clear quartz. Just take two pieces of clear quartz and Mm -hmm. do the mixy uppy with the things. Write them and put it in envelopes and mix it up and put it and set it aside for about a week and try it and see if you feel a difference. Now here and see if you can tell the difference. But the big thing is once you're done with that negative one, the I hate you one, you need to recharge it with yeah. You need okay. to recharge it with love, and right. what I have people in my classes do is I just have them hold it in their hands and send it love.
0: That's cool. Well, yeah, you know, it, you know, it's funny because you know when you say that word love, because uh, I use it like when I do meditation classes and stuff, and it's like, you know, people just think, oh yeah, love, blah blah blah. That's a very impactful word. I mean, it's mm-hmm. a very impactful energy. Sure, word.
1: and try what t- try what I just did again with love and hate. Close your eyes and say okay. hate. Hate. hate.
0: I hate you. Yeah, and yeah, you can. See how
1: that feels yeah. in your body, and do the body language, and, and think about somebody you really dislike, and say, "Oh,
0: okay, Karen. I hate." Oh, oh, yeah, that's not good, right? Okay, now
1: think about somebody you love very much, and open your arms or hug yourself, or whatever. Would say, "I love you."
0: I love Karen. Oh,
1: Doesn't it's, it feel it's, different it's, though?
0: It's, it's, no, it does. No, honestly, it does. It does feel, and it, it, it's so true. It, I mean, it's 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 it sounds corny, but it is really really true.
3: That's right, Cheryl. Are you trying this at home? I'm going, I haven't yet. I'm going to try it at home. <laughs> Here's the thing I had not heard of this particular experiment before you brought it up earlier, Karen, but mm-hmm. what I had heard of was a similar experiment with plants. And right. so these caretakers oh, yeah. of these plants would talk lovingly, encouraging, yeah. sweet to these set of plants. And then over here, they would talk negatively. Yeah.
2: Oh, oh, yeah, are really mean die. to these other
3: plants. And these, these plants over here die and wither away. And these plants, with the loving talk, just flourish and, and I grow. It with, it's I amazing.
1: saw it with two containers of rice. Mm-hmm. Seriously,
3: two containers of rice where the gal
1: um, they were cooked on the same day. I mean, there was nothing different about either container of rice. Uh, she sealed up the containers. She put the, the messages on the outside of the rice. And then over the next week, the negative rice molded, and the positive rice was fine. Hmm.
0: So, but with the meditation and the music, when we say, like when I use the music to use the meditation, I think if I just do the meditation and you're guiding someone to just talking, I don't think that would have as much of an impact as when you use the music. Because they're saying, they kept mentioning, you know, the music was what, you know, would catch in.
1: Well, you know. so you did my guided meditation, you tell me. Yeah.
0: Yeah, yeah, oh yeah, definitely. The one where you go up to I mean the acoustic Yeah. Record.
1: Yeah. yeah. Okay. Yep. And the music is the music is a big part of it. You know, you can use muse, music for meditation. You can pick it. Now, I wouldn't recommend using like, you know, Cookie Monster. You know what Cookie Monster bands are, right? I talked about them. I wouldn't recommend like that <laughs> okay. for right. for meditation, but yeah. something something um classical or something new agey. New age music is honestly really super kick ass for meditation so what is a new age music oh, yeah. just new uh, agey stuff oh yeah,
0: yeah yeah you probably want to be doing metallica while you're meditating not to this bad music but i just don't think it would you know put you in the right frame of mind you know what i mean right so that's yeah. Cool.
1: yeah yeah i know so uh you know any questions about that that's what i wanted to talk about this week i just hey, it's fascinating
0: i would like to try like even doing the water like you know we put the word on a uh, thing of water and just, you know what I mean, and try it and then freeze it and see. You know, you could do it yourself, right? I mean, it, it wouldn't work.
1: Yes. Well, the other thing is just really, I'm glad you mentioned that really quickly because I want to okay. talk about that, okay. is that even um, sending positive energy toward to your food or drink before you eat it or consume it really can have an impact. Yeah. Um, I was talking to somebody about it and they were saying, well, you know, I really don't want to... Um, I, I really want to eat high vibration foods but sometimes I can't. So what can I do so that low vibration food doesn't lower my body vibration? Right. And exactly. I said you you goo it, you give it good energy, you you know, <laughs> you zhuzh it. You it. You zhuzh <laughs> okay. it.
4: You you okay.
1: I do Reiki over it, but you don't have to do Reiki. You can hold it in your hand. And whatever your belief system is, you can say a prayer. Um, you can, you know, you can be grateful for it. You all sorts of things.
0: That's, that's I think I think that's well, yeah, because even you were saying like, you know, and it's funny when you talk about energy in general, like when you're talking Reiki, you say you can Reiki your car, you can Reiki whatever, you know what I mean?
1: Oh, I reiki my car every time we go anywhere.
0: Uh-huh. Yep.
1: Jim Jim rolls his eyes at me now. i mean but he's gotten used to it Uh because i get in the car and i draw start drawing reiki symbols on it (laughs) you know
3: we had an article in the magazine in the past and i wish i could remember what issue and who wrote it i think it was silverman medicine possibly who wrote it about cooking with intention
4: Mm -hmm. and
3: um, i'll have to look that up and get back to you guys but oh uh, yeah it's interesting stuff i put love into the food that i cook
0: i never i never i've never (laughs) thought about that like like food wise, you know what I mean.
1: Yeah. Okay. So, um, new format, right? So we
4: yep. need to go to break. Yes.
0: Okay. Got it. Yeah. Got yeah.
3: It. We can go to break any minute now. Anytime. Any okay. Minute. Any minute. We'll do, now. Are we done with our? Are we done with our discussion here?
0: Yes. I. I yeah. I got enough. For, are I, we I, done?
3: Yeah. Yo. And and if any of our listeners have <laughs> yep. you know hot button topics uh, in the metaphysics or in energy healing, email us about the topics you want to hear us talk about. You can email editor at paranormalunderground.net, and we would be glad to get your feedback and and talk about what you want to hear yes. all right so stick around um you're
1: listening to the brand new paranormal underground radio in the dark with uh all sorts of cool stuff and our guest constanza morningstar will be up next we'll be right back
3: hi this is cheryl knight editor for paranormal underground magazine
0: And I'm Chad Wilson, Paranormal Underground Magazine's publisher. Every month, Paranormal Underground Magazine explores the unexplained by examining topics that range from haunted sites to ufology to cryptozoology. We also spotlight investigators and researchers who continue to pave the way in a field that seeks to answer some of life's most complex questions.
3: If you want to read about topics like psychic phenomena, demonology, conspiracy theories, crystals and herbology, and much, much more, visit paranormalunderground.net and start exploring the unexplained today. Hey everyone,
1: if you can't get enough of Paranormal Underground, then I've got good news for you. We're on social media. You can find us on Twitter, on Facebook, and I think even on MySpace, and nobody has a MySpace page anymore. So check out Paranormal Underground on your favorite social media site today.
5: Nestled in the rolling hills of rural northwestern Illinois, just 45 miles southeast of historic haunted Galena, is Willow Creek Farm. Considered by paranormal investigators and others to be one of the most haunted private residences in the state, the farm is much more. It's not just another ghost story, but an amazing tale of an eternal connection between the living and the dead, where time doesn't exist. Find out about the mystery of the farm and what makes it so unique coming October 31st, 2016, to Amazon.
3: Hey, great t-shirt. I've heard of that place. It's really supposed to be haunted. You wear such cool t-shirts. You must have been, what, to every haunted spot in the country? Well,
0: not really. I'm a member of com. I get a great t-shirt from a different haunted place every month, along with an info card with photos and stories and more. I can hardly wait to open it every month. Wow, I have to check that out.
1: HauntedShirtClub.com, right? Yep, that's it. Hey everyone, it's Karen Frazier, co-host of Paranormal Underground Radio in the Dark. Thanks for listening to the show. You've probably read my column in Paranormal Underground Magazine. I write columns about energy healing, metaphysics, and also dream interpretation. But did you know I also am an author of multiple books about metaphysics and the paranormal? You can learn more about the books that I've written on my website, Author dot That's Author Karen, K A R E N, Frazier, F R A Z I E R.com.
6: This is Jack Kenna, paranormal investigator and author with Spirits of New England, writer and correspondent with Paranormal Underground Magazine. Also, starting this Sunday, August 28th at 10 p.m. you can catch me on haunted case files which will highlight numerous investigations from our spirits of new england team as well as other investigators throughout the northeast find out more at our website at www.spiritsofnewengland.org
5: join me at the big seance podcast I'm Patrick Keller of BigSeance.com, and this is a place for an open discussion on all things paranormal, but specifically topics like ghosts and hauntings, paranormal research, spirit communication, psychics and mediums, and life after death. The candles are already lit, so you might as well come on in and join the Big Seance Podcast.
0: My name is Daryl E. Berry, Jr., long-time practitioner, researcher, and explorer of things metaphysical, mystical, and cutting edge, and founder and director of Next to Density, a research, education, and development effort for personal and thus global progress, transformation, and development. My current and upcoming books include Travel Far, Classes on A Course in Miracles, and Next to Density. For my books and other writings, videos, interviews, public talks, and workshops, And to schedule for consultations, classes, and courses, visit daryleberryjr.com or nextdensity.org. Next Density. change Change Yourself. So you're looking for the best in Paranormal Radio. Well, you just found it right here on Paranormal Underground Radio in the dark. Join me,
4: Chucky G, and my awesome co-host Karen Frazier for topics ranging from the metaphysical to the unexplained. That's
1: right. Every Thursday night at 6 p.m. Pacific, 9 p.m. Eastern, and other times in the flyover states on MixLR. We will delve into all things paranormal, and along the way, we will we hope to entertain you and have a few laughs as well.
4: So join us
0: on Paranormal Underground Radio in the dark, exploring the unexplained. We are back on Mix All, all This is Paranormal Underground Radio in the dark with your hosts, Chuck Chee and Karen Frazier. We have a guest, don't we, Karen?
1: We do have a guest. I uh, uh-huh. read you a little of her bio uh-huh. before. And- can-
0: go ahead. Oh, I was going to say, it's
1: very exciting because we're going to be talking some mediumship.
0: Oh, oh yeah. We have Constanza's Morningstar, author of Medium, a step-by-step guide to communication with the spirit world. And I am, well, you know, I have lots of questions, I'm sure, but you know. So we're going to start with saying hello and how are you, Constanza?
2: Hi, thank you for inviting me to your show. I've been so looking forward to this interview.
0: Well, thanks for coming on and not uh, ditching us out. I really appreciate it. That's very nice. <laughs> so, um, all right. So, um, I, I'm trying to figure out where to start with this. Can you just uh, – just... uh, Let
1: me start then.
0: Oh, yes. Sure. By all means. Okay.
1: So, um, I have people all of the time who say to me, um, you know, I think I may have these abilities. Now What? So what do you tell somebody like that when they ask you that question? I'm assuming since you wrote a book, you know.
2: Well, my suggestion would be for anyone who thinks that they might have a gift or for anyone who just wants to give it a try, my suggestion would be to start a daily meditation practice. And it doesn't have to be very complicated. I know a lot of people are very intimidated by meditation because they think they're supposed to go with him and they're supposed to stop thinking about anything and when they can't do that they feel that they have failed but the truth is that when we sit down and we close our eyes and we just start breathing and we start to relax after a while our mind relaxes and we settle down and we do become more aware to not just our own inner guidance but we also become more aware of the world that is around us, not just our physical space, but the spirit world as well. And meditation also gives us a really good way of becoming familiar with our own thought processes, as well as the things that we fear and the things that we love. We just become more familiar with ourselves. And over time, it just helps us Recognize that non self presence from the spirit world that occasionally draws near and wants to communicate with us.
0: Okay, so it's all right, so it's interesting how you say that because it it really is about knowing ourselves so we know how to pick up on the messages or signals from other energies, correct?
2: That is correct. And when we know ourselves, we also tend to know what kind of thoughts we tend to generate in our own daily life and what kind of, well, we just get to know our own thought processes and that makes it a lot easier to recognize when we are indeed receiving communication from the people in the spirit world simply because we can then say, you know, I don't usually think about these things, so why would something like that just pop into my head like that? (laughs) So that's where the self-knowledge is really important. Mm -hmm. Right. Well, and I think discernment is
1: really hard um, for people who are starting to work with these abilities. And so... Uh, Other than, you know, I don't normally think that thought, how would you suggest that someone start to discern what is them, their own thought process or, or their imagination versus what is communication?
2: Yeah, that is something that is really difficult for everyone. And I have to say, with practice, it's something that just becomes easier. The main thing is you basically just want to always be very observant to everything that you sense and feel and uh, perceive in your mind's eye and thoughts that pop into your mind. So you want to be you want to be very observant. And with meditation and with self knowledge, you just become much more aware of what your own stuff is and what the things that your own mind generates versus something that is brought to you from the outside. It really is something that takes a lot of practice, and it also takes a willingness to just take a chance, and it takes a certain braveness and to be willing to be wrong with something and to go out on a limb. (laughs) Simply (laughs) because if you're not willing to go out on a limb and say, you know what, I'm receiving that, and I don't know about this, but I'm going to say it anyway, unless you're willing to take that leap, you never You never really know whether you were right about something or if you were wrong about something. And I feel that we really learn from every experience. And I think as mediums and as developing mediums, we learn as much from the things that we miss as we learn from the things that we get right because if we miss something often we can sort of trace a thought back and we can realize where yeah okay maybe i made that up maybe i was thinking about pink peaches (laughs) because that is what (laughs) i ate from my breakfast cereal and i just made that natural association without really you know paying attention to other cues so it really it is difficult and it comes with time but I think just having an open mind and being willing to take a chance places you in good stead.
0: Mhm. Yeah, well you, you kind of cuz I was going to ask that uh, ask that question, it's like how do you take the the nose? you know? How what how do you how, how do you use that to to help yourself? And you kind of answered it by saying, you know, to pull the lesson out of it and to know that maybe it was because I was thinking about this in my own mind versus it being the energy and then you take that feeling and say okay so when this comes through like this now i know that this feeling is not it's not energy from somewhere else it's my own energy and you start to be able to to separate the two is that that's pretty much what you're saying yeah. correct?
2: yeah and sometimes you can get a no but sometimes when you get a no from the sitter you really have to work with that no and instead of just Throwing up your hands and giving up and saying, "Oh well, yeah. it's a it's a bad day," or "I'm just really wrong on that." Sometimes you just have to ask. This, you have to go back to the spirit person and say, "You know what? Your person here says no. What is this all about? Can you show it differently? Can you give me more information?" Sometimes maybe you're maybe you haven't correctly identified a communicating spirit or maybe the person at the moment doesn't remember something, or maybe a message can be symbolic instead of literal. So I've learned, instead of being discouraged by a no, I try to figure out, okay, why is this person saying no? So then I just go back to my spirit link and I ask for more information. And most of the time we can sort out and find out why, (laughs) find out what's really going on there.
4: Yeah. Right
0: yeah well then then but, but you know like sometimes I find like if I'm trying to help somebody and I'm getting the nose, you know i and they they maybe start looking at me like I don't know what I'm doing or I don't know what I'm talking about, and then I can't help them um
4: yeah
0: how how do you handle that situation i mean do you just i mean do you just keep going forward you know i mean what do what do you do
2: well for me, it just it re it really depends on the situation. If things have been going great and suddenly I'm hitting, you know, a bunch of nos. Yes. In all likelihood, there is another spirit person that's coming in. And I can very well still have one person in my line of clairvoyant vision when another one starts to come in and is giving me information. So at that point, I know, wait, this is another another spirit person that's coming in. The information no longer fits with who's just been here. And then I tune in and I say, okay, who is this? Who's giving me that information? And then when that spirit person identifies himself or herself, we, we continue working with that, and we're you know we'll continue with that person um on occasion what can on occasion if right at the beginning everything that I say is no, no no, 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 no no, no, mm-hmm. after a while, after ten minutes or so, there is you know the spirit energy runs out, you know it's kind of the telephone is ringing some somehow. The sitter isn't picking up, or somehow it's not coming in clearly, or maybe it's the wrong line that's ringing. After a while, then I would say, you know what, this doesn't seem to work today. Why don't we reschedule for another day? That would oh. be my solution. Or I would say, you know what, this isn't working. Let me mm-hmm. give you my let me give you your money back. So. Okay. Uh-huh. You know, I I, I always think that is is a good out simply because if you realize that it really isn't working, I just think it's better to just be honest and say, you know what, this isn't working today. Mm -hmm. Let's try it another time or, you know, here's your other option.
1: You know, I think that might be hard for um, a lot of people, especially people who are new at the psychic medium, and the readings of other people to do because I think that um, ego comes in to play and it can be very difficult to especially when you're invested in being a psychic, right? Like I think of some really famous psychics who seemed like they're they get good information, but they were so invested in being a psychic that perhaps that got in the way. Do you think ego gets in the way of getting getting that information?
2: Um, it really it really should not. I can see that it could get in the way, but I have to say for myself, I always tell myself I serve spirit. I serve the spirit people, and I also do my best to serve their loved ones here in the physical who come to me. And sometimes... If all the links aren't quite in the right place, maybe it's not the right day for the spirit people to come through for that person maybe the maybe the client isn't quite ready or receptive to what they have to hear, or maybe it's an off maybe it's an odd day for me. however, the case may be I just have to remind myself that this is spiritual work, and I'm here to serve, and with that. I just can't let ego and things like that get in the way. And I have to say, I have enough experience under my belt that I know the quality of my work, and if it doesn't work, I'm disappointed. But it's better to just be honest about it than you know, mm-hmm. try to make something out of something that just isn't happening. Right. <laughs> now, it's just... Yeah,
0: it's true. <laughs> um, uh, so... Here's a question. So, as as we are mediums, we're also psychics, and you know, there are two. Those are kind of two different things. So, how 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 do you? Let's see if I can ask this question correctly. How do you know if you're not just reading that person's energy or their thoughts or memories or whatever, versus actually picking up to the spirit world on the other side, trying to connect to, you know, because you know, it, I I was told it has to be. I have to be open. Like you just said, I have to be open. The person I'm reading for has to be open, and the spirits have to be inclined and open also. So, mm-hmm. um, how do you know that maybe if we're all really open and the energy is really high, how how do I know maybe I'm not just picking up on their energy and that's not going to help them because I want to connect to someone, you know, versus connecting to them? Does that make sense? I don't know if that made
2: um, sense. Yeah, it, yeah. What you're saying makes a lot of sense. And um, there is a difference between what's called a psychic link and a medium link. Okay. And like you said, with a psychic link, you can indeed pick up information about a person, you know, or maybe on something that's going on in the sitter's life. Mm-hmm. Or, but I have to say, even if you were to receive some of that information from the person with a psychic link, the energy would run out very, very quickly. And you really wouldn't be able to say a whole lot about the spirit person. Whereas if you connect with the spirit person, you really carry on a conversation with them. And it's one thing after another, after another, Mm, after another. And sometimes the best, sometimes I've had it where the best evidence is when spirit people come through about whom the sitter doesn't know anything. And then they go back to family members and they ask about it, and the family mm-hmm. members say, "Oh my God, that was so and so who came through. You never knew that person." Da 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 da. Yeah. So with a spirit link, there is a ton of information that comes in, and you oh. know that you're talking to a person in the spirit world. I mean, okay. there is just absolutely no doubt, no doubt about that.
0: Okay. All right, yeah, that makes mm-hmm. sense because I do, I do know what you're saying because I do. When when they do come through, it, it is very f- quick. You know, there's a lot of information coming very quickly, and that's why I tell people the you know, write this, just write down everything I'm saying. You know, so we can, you know, because it comes so quickly sometimes, um, and sometimes just out of the blue, I'll be sitting there for a while, and all of a sudden, bam, it just kind of happens. So,
4: yeah. um,
0: so when when you when you read, I mean, because lots of times for some reason I find that I don't get names, like sometimes I will get like a letter. Sometimes I get a name, but sometimes I don't. Lots of times it's more just like a. I can kind of pick up on, like the other day I did something for somebody and I I saw a hat, you know, and it had like an emblem on it, and then it just kind of led to something else. So, I mean, do you always get names and such, or is is that kind of like a a given thing also where it could be whatever? (laughs)
2: Well, I I wish that I got names every time. That would be very, very nice. (laughs) And I have to say with names, it can be hit or miss. Um, okay. I can be spot on, I can be completely off. Sometimes I think there can just be a lot of spirit people around, and sometimes when you hear names, it can be the names of other spirits that don't necessarily connect for that person. Yeah. Um. I And I find that all mediums kind of specialize in certain types of information that comes easily to them. Yes. I know some, They they always get names, but they don't really get a whole lot about the personality or what the person did in life or or foods that they like to eat. So I think everybody is a little bit different and everybody mm. just receives different types of information.
4: Okay.
2: Mm-hmm. Yeah, I always think I'm doing it wrong because most yeah. of the
1: mediums I know uh, get very symbolic information. And I mm-hmm. don't. <laughs> so- Mm-hmm. I never see mm-hmm. a symbol, so I just think,
2: dang, I must be doing this wrong. <laughs> well, you know, th- th- are, your spirit helpers, they work with you in the way that is best for you. And um, maybe, maybe the people who receive a lot of symbolic information, they might be people who are clairvoyant. And when you're clairvoyant, but maybe you're not clairaudient, which means you don't hear, and maybe you're not so very clear clairsentient. So maybe if clairvoyance is your predominant mode and you're not really receiving a whole lot of other information, then the spirits probably have to use symbols in order to get across some of the things that they're trying to say. And with you, perhaps your mediumship works differently. So maybe maybe you just know how things fit in and maybe you don't need to work with symbols. So I would just say oftentimes we we judge our mediumship and we think it should be something different when instead we should really just embrace it the way it is and, and not find fault with it.
1: <laughs> right. Yeah. So, what's the
2: difference between mediumship and channeling? Okay now that now I'm okay all right now, I'm not so particularly familiar with channeling. My understanding is that channeling is more of a new age phenomenon that can be learned very, very quickly. I'm not really familiar with channeling. However, one thing that I can speak about is something called transmediumship, because I'm a spiritualist medium, and in our uh, spiritualist history over time, especially in the 19th century, there was a lot of so-called transmediumship. And and in transmediumship in those days, there would be a spirit guide basically also known as the spirit control that would temporarily basically take over the person's mannerisms and vocal cords and they would basically speak and express themselves right. through the medium mm-hmm. yeah yeah nowadays we don't really have a whole lot of that anymore um maybe in some well in private home circles definitely yes but it is something that just takes time to develop, and it really is something that very much depends on a trusting and loving relationship between the medium and known spirit guides, simply because I would, well, I certainly wouldn't want to bring through just any. Spirit person out there, right? Yeah. Well, I have, <laughs> yeah.
0: I, I have a question from Chat from Patrick. Uh, he says uh, he'd like to know if there are any tools you like to use. He goes, even though obviously you might not need them, but are, is there anything you know, like uh, uh, anything that you use besides you know just yourself?
2: Nope, no tools, no tools mm. whatsoever. Too... Okay. Nope. Nope. I have an opening prayer, then I go within. No tools, no cards. I don't even. I don't ask people to bring anything for me to hold I know in other words no psychometry I don't mm-hmm. use any tools. I just make that connection with the spirit people, uh-huh. and they just bring me that information, and and that's all that that's all I need.
0: Now, do do you are are you against those kind of things? Like, I mean, I like to use cards, so I'm just kind of curious because cards are they do like it, it, they are well, they're fun, but I mean, it's it's a nice way to kind of. I use uh, them
1: as a crutch. I'm not going to lie.
0: I, I like them because they, <laughs> they, they well, they kind of give a visual to the person I'm talking they, to. They keep to me reading. from
1: they keep me from the awkward
2: moments. It's like, <laughs> oh, let me pull a card.
0: But uh, I mean, do you? as Do you think they're not good to use, or what's your? What's well, your...
2: the well, the thing is, as a medium, you really don't need them because you right. connect directly with the people in the spirit world. Mm-hmm. They come in and they bring you the thoughts and the ideas and the visions and the the feelings and the auditory auditory sensations, yes. and you don't really need any tools and. I also feel that if you use tools then maybe you become too reliant on the tool instead okay. of just setting the information it, instead of just opening up and just trusting that you really have a life link and uh-huh. and to go and to go with that and um also you know, I know that cards and different things they can give us wonderful insight and guidance and things yes. like that for ourselves and maybe even for others, but they don't really prove the continuity of life whereas as medium when you connect with the spirit people and you can tell someone you know thirty five different things about a spirit yeah. person that just makes their jaw drop and it makes them realize that their loved one is still alive mm-hmm. and it's something that you just can't do if, if you use tools it just okay. it just it just isn't it isn't the same
0: yes right that's
4: true yeah. Yeah,
1: yeah i use them more on the psychic side like if somebody mm-hmm. wants just yeah. a straight up psychic reading i don't use them for the medium readings but i do yeah. use them for straight yeah. up psychic stuff um yeah. sometimes when it feels right so um let's talk about protection Because there are a lot of people who are just new with these gifts and um, they kind of tend to be wide open to everything. So what do you suggest for somebody who's new? Do you just let it all in or how do you learn to control it?
2: Um, First of all, I highly recommend always working within the parameters of prayer. Prayer is protective. Um, In my book, I do give an invocation that I like to use everyone can make up their own invocation it doesn't need to be anything very complicated but you basically pray to you pray to god or whatever your vision of the source is however you envision that and you basically pray to the creator the great mystery to god or however you conceive it and you ask for you ask for god's presence and you ask for to be surrounded by by love and by light, and to ask for the highest and the best to come through. And then when you work within those parameters, I do feel that you are protected. Now, another thing to keep in mind is also um, in my book, I talk about there are a lot of natural laws as they are known within spiritualism, and they're basically laws that govern spirit communication and mediumship in general. like tends to attract like so for the most part if if you are if you are a decent person, you're basically going to attract people who are of a similar nature from the spirit world but And you want to live your life in a certain way that you try to be a conscientious person and you try your best to not cause harm. And I feel if you live your life in that way, that too confers a certain protection. But I also think that it's really important not to be naive about anything. And I think just as, you know, when you meet people in the physical, you get get to know them. I feel that when you encounter spirit people who purport to be guides or enlightened beings, I feel it's also important to get to know them over time and give them the chance to establish their credibility before you necessarily, you know, swallow the whole thing hook, line, and sinker. Right. But how do you how do
1: you keep them from showing up in your bedroom or even worse in the shower or something?
2: <laughs> you know, I have never I have never had a problem with that and I have to say that in in spiritualism we're very much trained that mediumship is something that the medium is in control of and it's something that you turn on and then you turn it off again. And for me, I turn it on with my opening prayer. And then in the end when I have my closing prior, that just closes the door to the other world again. Okay, so inten- they, intention intention. Intention turns it on and off. Yes, absolutely. You turn it on with purpose, and then you turn it off with purpose. And perhaps in your closing prayer, if you're concerned about that, in your closing prayer, you can always say, All right, God, we thank you for everything that was given. Now please escort the spirit people back to their homes on the other side. You know, and in that way, it just makes it clear that the session is over. They know that you're done, and they then move on.
1: Right. Well, you see like um, depicted on television, for instance, um, Teresa Caputo, who is uh, the long she's the Long Island medium, right? Yeah. She she walks up to people in restaurants and grocery stores. And and I realize that some of that is the magic of television and it's prearranged and stuff. But yeah, do do you think that that gives people the wrong idea and they think that they should be walking up to people on buses and, and giving them readings?
2: Um. I, I agree, I agree with you. I think it is something that probably makes for very entertaining television. I don't own a television, so I can't really say a whole lot about it, but I think it makes for good television. Um, I don't think that I, I would personally, I would never, um, walk up to someone in the grocery store simply because I don't think it's appropriate to basically accost someone else with the spirit message. I, I just I, I don't think that that is appropriate, and the other thing is also like I said in spiritualism, we're very much trained that you t- you turn it on when it's appropriate, and then you turn it off. And to be honest with you, when I go grocery shopping, I usually have enough of a challenge trying to remember all the things I'm looking for, then, you know, instead of also trying to find out, let's see, is the cashier's grandmother around, or let's see this old person over there, oh my God, there is a spouse in the spirit world, it's, I I wouldn't be able to get my grocery shopping done. No, I get it, yeah. Yeah, so, but yeah, I, I'm sure it makes for very good television.
1: It does make for good television. So, what are some signs um, of like the latent mediumship ability? How would somebody know maybe that they have this ability?
2: Um, I think what happens oftentimes is. People suddenly realize that, well, it really can be, I really can't generalize actually now that I'm thinking about it. There can be many things that clue a person into the fact that they might have that ability. It could be that a loved one dies. For many people, that actually is something that opens the door to the other side. One of their loved ones dies, and they realize that after the physical death, they realize that that person is still around. For example, in in my well, in my own case, in the in the days when my mediumship was developing, my father died. You know, just a few years a few years into it, and my dad actually attended his his own funeral. It was it was it was quite interesting. He showed he showed up for the service, and I thought that was quite interesting that he that he would come to that service. And I know some others who have also had similar experiences with deceased loved ones who were were around or they received information from them and they knew absolutely that it was them. Um, Other people suddenly have a sense that there is a presence near them or it could be that they're falling asleep at night and all of a sudden they realize that there is something, someone Is with them as they're falling asleep, Mm -hmm. and um, that of course can be very unsettling. But of course, the reason why they would perceive that when they're falling asleep is probably that's the only time in the day when their body is relaxed enough and when they're actually paying attention to what's around them, and that's why they're noticing it then. So these are these these are usually the sorts of experiences that people have. They just have a. They just have a sense that something is present, and it just makes them want to learn more.
6: All right, I have a
0: question. Well, We have to step back just for a second to what you said before, where you say we choose when the information comes in or the spirits come through and when and when, and when we're done. But I'm new at this, so... That's not how it always works for me. Like I was, I'll give you an example. I was just on a thing with work for the week, and I was with somebody who was interested in uh, the paranormal, and so we were talking, and we were just having dinner, and then all of a sudden, I just felt there was this lady that was just there, and so I go, I, I feel like there's just somebody here, is or if I speak about it, and she said, yeah, of course, I got her permission because I always get permission, um, and then the lady just came through. I was able to describe what she looked like. Um, you know, from I started from the bottom. I just kind of started, I don't know how, the, I, the only way I can say is seeing, because I'm actually kind of seeing what she would have looked like or felt what she looked yeah. like. And I kind of went up to the top and I said, does this make sense? She goes, I think you just described my, my girlfriend's, uh, grandmother. And I go, yeah. and she walked like this and she kind of acted like this. And she's mm-hmm. like, oh my God. And so she went and got a picture sent to me and she goes, this is what you described. And I go, yep, that's the lady. So yeah. I didn't like, I didn't necessarily... You know what I mean? Like, I mean, how can I get better at when it comes through? How how can I learn to control that more? You know, because it, sometimes it just pops up out of nowhere.
2: And, and I agree with you. It is also something that it it is something that happens with practice. And I know what you mean. You know, you can be perfectly going about your business when you become aware, you know, of spirit of spirit mm-hmm. people around you. Um, so yeah, they can they can definitely touch and. But in my experiences, they usually touch in with purpose. So, for example, you were in a situation where there clearly was someone and it was appropriate for that spirit person to come in to want to, you know, pass a message to the person you were with.
4: Yes, she did. So,
2: yeah, but um, usually, you know, just at odd random times of the day, I, I don't really think that the spirits necessarily need to drop by all the time. <laughs> <simply because laughs> yeah, that, I, I agree. Have, <laughs> yeah, I have my I have my I have my private life as well. Yes. And it, it 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 takes a lot of energy to to you know, to hold that spirit link and to have that connection. So too much of it too much of it really burns the medium out and yes. that's why it's important to kind of you know moderate when is it appropriate to be open and when is it important for it to be closed
0: right so you're are you saying in essence maybe like if if something starts to come through but i'm at work i'm like look i don't have time to tell this person that's walking i don't even know this person who you know someone's like waving at me going hey i need to tell her something um i i'm i should probably just is it like should i am i shielding then am i just kind of like cutting it off i mean
2: uh, yeah i well I think you just i think you just really have to trust yourself in that situation okay. and and figure out is this something that is appropriate um okay. i i think you have i i do think you kind of have to evaluate that on a on a case by case situation, for example I know some some years ago I was at our church, a spiritualist church, and um I was a student medium. And um I be, I be I don't know who gave the who gave this spirit greetings that day, but I know there was an older lady who walked in the door and I perceived her husband with her and apparently her husband had he loved birds, loved parrots and he came in and had some kind of a parakeet sitting on his shoulder. And uh-huh. for some reason I just I was just guided to just blurt that out to her. And it was out of my mouth before I could stop it. It it was completely against church policy, and it was completely, basically, I was acting very inappropriately. Mm
4: -hmm.
2: But when I said that, the lady started to cry, and she said it's the best thing that anybody had told her all year long. And interestingly, she died two weeks later.
4: Oh, wow. she, she,
2: she died two weeks later. And actually that was the last time she came to her church because of other things. And she really needed to hear that her husband was there with, you know, one of their beloved birds. Yeah. Yeah. So do
1: you think that when information comes through, that basically if it comes through, it must be for the highest and greatest
2: good? Um, well, it depends. It, it just, it just depends. Um, I find that it comes through for the highest and the best good when I make my prayer. When I purposefully open up and I prepare myself with meditation and I have my opening prayer and then I have my closing prayer, I feel within those parameters it does come through for the highest good. And I don't really work outside of that. And the example that I gave—that was—that's something that happened in church during fellowship mm-hmm. after the service. So I do feel that we were still, you know, in that high spiritual place. Um, I, I would say that if I don't work within those parameters, I, I, I don't, I don't know. Okay, I, I don't, fair enough. I don't, I don't know. Yeah,
1: fair enough. So you're um, a minister in the Spiritualist Church, correct? that 's correct so why don 't you tell us a little bit about the spiritualist church?
2: <laughs> well, the spiritualists have been around since the mid, uh, since uh, eighteen hundred forty nine and um, in the in the National spiritualist Organization of Churches, which charters the church that i 'm part of they be- they became organized in the I believe it was in eighteen hundred ninety or eighteen hundred ninety one I don't remember the date right now and um at a spiritualist church service, usually what you would find is that you would find a healing service spiritualists very much believe that we have um healing guides or healing teachers who are able to merge with the healing medium to impart health, and healing to a person in need, and um, so that would be part of the service. Then there is usually a lecture or a sermon, as it would be better known, and then of course you have spirit greetings, where the medium is supposed to connect with the people in the spirit world and bring through evidence of the survival of consciousness after physical death.
0: Wow, that sounds really interesting. Yeah, like I mean, how would you? I mean, are they are the, these churches everywhere? Like, you know, would be somewhere near me? I mean, I'm, I'm kind of that's just kind of interesting to me. Um, there
2: are there are spiritualist churches all over the country. Um, mm-hmm. I know there are some that are completely independent and not connected, and not connected with an organization. And um I know the church is chartered by the National Spiritualist Association of Churches NSAC for short, for short. The NSAC has a website and it does list all their chartered churches. So oh. you might want to look them up and see yes. if there is one in your area.
0: Okay, cool. Yeah, definitely. So all right, so w- since we're talking about churches and spiritualists and stuff like that. So what do you how do you feel about statements in the traditional Bible about Mediumship and it's in, in a negative light
2: well, I think that the Bible is full of excellent examples of mediumship, and spiritualists actually consider Jesus as the best medium property that ever lived because mm-hmm. he did everything he he healed, he appeared to the disciples after death, he communicated with prophets. The Bible is full of people communicating with angels, so the Bible really is full of examples of various types of mediumship. And I also feel that the Bible clearly—it's a—it's um—it's a set of documents that was written over many years, and it's been translated and changed over many many centuries. And I feel that at some point the church fathers ins- inserted. Um, doctrine that might not have been there at the set out. I feel that mediumship is definitely something that comes from God, and it's a gift given by God in order to bring comfort and healing to the bereaved. And I don't think that there is anything wrong with it.
0: Good, because that's exactly how I feel, yeah. and I just wanted to see what. Because I was having a talk with a friend of mine who is very religious, and she's like, "Well, I, I want to ask you some questions." She says she's very curious in your thought process, and she started talking about different things. So I was just curious that, um, you know, I, I, that's that's how I felt. So, um, you know, because I think everybody has the right to feel and believe how they want to believe. But I was just curious what your thought process was, and it kind of mirrors what I was thinking. So,
2: um, now I have to say, sometimes you can have people who really think that it's very, very wrong. I know. I once, I once had a woman who sought me out for a reading, and she walked in with this big cross, and she just sat at the edge of at the edge of the chair, and she kept saying, "I know I'm going to go to hell for this. I know I'm going to go to hell for this." Oh my God! And gosh. you know what? Yeah, you know what? I didn't. I did not give her a reading. I just said, you know what? I don't want you to feel that. And if you think that this really goes against your beliefs, then let's not do it. And I just gave, I just gave her her money back because I just thought this is it, 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 connecting with the spirit world is something that's supposed to be uplifting and yes. healing to a person. <laughs> yes. But right. if they think that they're going to go to hell for it it's just not it's just not worth it it's just not worth placing a burden like that on someone yeah
1: right and that's a great segue into talking about ethics actually so what ethics do you think that mediums should abide by
2: well i think mediums need to be honest and i think mediums should always seek to do no harm, you know, and that means, you know, no, no spying on third parties who aren't present. (laughs) Okay. (laughs) Uh, Fair enough. Yes. (laughs) That's just a part of my
1: everyday ethics, you know, don't look at people's windows.
2: (laughs) Right. That's, that's right. That's right. Exactly. And I also think that I do think that everybody deserves a certain level of discretion and I know that the, the I know that the spirit people usually honor the privacy of the person you know who who comes for a reading so they're not going to you know spill all the beans and I have to say I'm not really interested in people's private business I just want to make sure that when I give a reading that they, uh, that they recognize the spirit people and they can, and that they can relate to what the spirit person is saying. As long as they're nodding their heads and they understand and they can relate to it, I keep on going. They don't need to tell me the ins and outs of anything. So I try to just walk that line where I think everybody has their privacy and I certainly would not want to violate anybody's privacy.
0: Okay. All right. Yeah. Um, so how do you, since, you know, all mediums kind of uh, pick up things differently, how do you pick up messages? Do you, is it symbols? Is it visual? Is it auditorial? I mean, kind of curious um, how um, you do it.
2: Yeah, there, there, there is some of each. I have to say I'm predominantly clairvoyant, so the spirit people show me a lot of things. Okay. and I don't necessarily know why they're showing me what they're showing me. Yes. <laughs> Sometimes it yeah. can be a little bit perplexing why someone is showing what they're showing, but I have to trust that they know what they're doing.
4: Mm-hmm.
2: And when I say, do you know why your spirit person is showing me X, Y, and Z, usually the person nods their head and I say, okay, you don't have to tell me why. <laughs> I'm glad you un- I'm, gla- I'm glad you understand it but i'm also what's known clear sentient so i feel i usually when the spirit people when they make me aware for, perhaps of physical conditions or illnesses that they had i can usually feel that in my own body so for example if someone had a heart attack i'm going to have that sense of an explosion in the chest, if someone had a stroke, I'll have that sense of something popping in my head. Mm-hmm. So it just, it just, it just depends. I can literally feel it in my own body, mm-hmm. and I can feel their emotions as well. So okay. their, their happiness or sadness or regret about something, I can usually sense and feel that as well.
0: Being being new at this, I mean, I just, I, I, I'm more like visual. Um, I do mm-hmm. feel the emotional part. I don't ever do the, like everybody talks about the health. And I don't, I never feel like how the person died or anything. I just get. Oh,
1: I, that's okay. Be glad. It doesn't feel like okay. very good. Yeah. I, I get, get listen, like their, so. I get
0: their mannerisms. Like I'll start to move like them yes. or say something. And then someone goes, that was just really creepy. Cause you just did exactly what this person did yes. the way you did it. And I go, I did. And they're like, yeah. And I'm like, oh, okay. So, um, so that's, per- that's perfectly normal. I mean, not the. Not I mean to yes
2: and and actually, it's something that can be that is quite lovely for for the sitter, you know for the person whose spirit loved one is coming through, if they can see that you just moved or you moved your head or you you said something that is exactly like that person would have done that uh-huh. it's very comforting because it makes them realize that that person really is physically here, and what the spirit person did in that case is. They basically overshadowed you. You know, they basically just briefly stepped into your aura and they basically just overshadowed you with your oh. with their presence and it just allowed you to move in, in that way that y- your sitter would recognize.
0: Okay. Um, does, when, you're, when you're doing readings for people, um, you know, you know cause, like, sometimes it's, I'll, I'll, there'll be a, 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 a particular uh, spirit that's coming through, but there seems to be others around. You know, I don't know if they're watching or what they're doing, but because uh, sometimes I'll feel more than one person. Um, do you ever get like where you're doing a reading? Do you ever get like anything negative? You know, does anything negative where you have to stop it or, or or try to control that from not happening, or does that never happen?
2: I have never had anything negative that came through. I have I have never ever had that. I've had spirit people who came through because they were regretful. Or remorseful or felt sorry about something that they did and who wanted to ask forgiveness, I don't think that that is negative. I never had people come through you know belligerent or or abusive or anything of the like so.
0: okay so so then you feel that like when let's say when people cross. On, or move on, you know, because I don't like to say died because I don't think that's the right verbiage. I think it's they just moving Transition. on.
1: Transition.
0: All right. Transition. Mm-hmm. I, that's yeah, a good sorry. word. I just say moving on, <laughs> like the Jeffersons. It just move, you know, we're moving on to the next phase or whatever they're going to do. Um, that if they were a hard person here, they. It's interesting because, like, my father. For instance, my father. My father's a very not a nice, nice guy, and we had our a lot of differences in the headway and stuff. And but now he's one of my spirit guides, and he he's mm-hmm. come through very strongly to pr- watch out and protect me. So he's yeah. and he's and he's sent messages to other psychics who have told me things that I, I you know I'm surprised he would say, but um, he, he's changed his tune. Let's put it that way. You know what I mean? Yes. So do you believe that that happens with everyone?
2: Um, it really depends on the person. It doesn't automatically happen. Um, When we die, you know, five minutes after stepping out of this physical body, we're still very much the same person that we were five minutes before. So death doesn't bestow instant spiritual elevation. However, everyone is being given a life review. And in the life review, we get to experience not just our own not just how we experience life but also how we came across to others and how others felt as a result of the things that we were doing. And oftentimes that is an eye opener where the person says, Oh my God, I was a real jerk. Oh my God, this is horrible what I did to you. Oh my God, I feel so awful. I wish I hadn't done that. And they can be very, very remorseful and just feel a, a strong urgent need to come through and to basically say you know what I'm sorry I just wish I hadn't done that can you would you mm-hmm. please forgive me
4: mm-hmm. okay
2: yeah ha- have yeah. you received messages
1: about what it's like when we've
2: transitioned what what happens to us when we die basically basically the image that the spirit people have given me about that it's just a very gentle just lifting out of the body and it's just it's very it's very gentle there is no pain involved it's just a gentle lifting out of the body and actually from what they've described when you read the information about near-death experiences you also you also see that kind of information in the literature on your death experiences so it's just a it's just a gentle lifting out of the body it's just a gentle letting go okay fair enough um so
1: shoot i had a question i wanted to ask you and it has just fled my brain um (laughs) because so chuck ask her a question while i'm trying to get mine back
0: Ask her another question. Okay. So, no, that, that, that gives me great comfort to know that, uh, you know, because my, like you said, your experience started with your father's passing. I, what's interesting for me is I, I got into the paranormal. As a paranormal investigator after my mom passed, you know, and then I saw her like weeks later, like in broad daylight, like a person, you yeah. know what I mean? And yeah. I knew, because I always felt that, you know, death wasn't just death. It wasn't like, you know, this is it and you go to heaven or hell or you just or you just go to black. I just knew, I just felt there was always more. I didn't know, but I felt. Um, so that was kind of my answer to get into the, the field. But I didn't know anything about this. Uh, mediumship or uh, psychic stuff until now I'm in my 50s so you know I never Mm -hmm. I just never I mean I was always passionate about the field trying to get answers but in a different way and then all of a sudden does that happen for some people it just happens all of a sudden it's like boop you know uh, you just start to realize it's going on and you know of course I had people that were telling me this too but is that is that normal or yeah
4: yeah
2: okay good yeah okay that, that that is quite normal And uh, we can go through life and not really realize that we have that gift, and then one day it opens up. And I know a lot of people who come into it later, later in life, women after menopause, for example, or men when they hit middle age. I, I don't know what it tends to be about middle age, but maybe we're not so maybe we're not so focused on proving ourselves <laughs> oh, no, anymore. On all the
4: other stuff. <laughs> yeah. And we can actually yeah, start true. to
1: relax.
0: Yeah, <laughs> that's <laughs> so true.
1: <laughs> I think a nail on the head. So I remembered what my question is. Oh, okay, um, so, and uh, this is going to kind of seem random because it's actually a question about me, um, but I've been receiving... I, uh, the best I can call them is apports, um, stuff, crystals, and yes. charms, and and things like that. What the heck, man? <laughs>
0: there you go. There's the question. What the heck? <laughs>
2: that yeah that that is that is very interesting. Apports are when objects are brought into the into the room th- th- where a medium is present, and they just come in out of the blue from out of nowhere. Yes. and um there was a lot of it's it's actually something that's known as physical mediumship in that everybody who's present is able to perceive that you know it's a physical object that you can hold in your physical hands that you, that hadn't been there before um it could be that you have the ability you might be a physical medium and with that you might just want to sit and learn more about it. I oh God, right now his name escapes me. There is a gentleman in um, in Great Britain. I believe Alexander is the last name. I I know that. I, I I hmm. God, his name escapes me right now. It's something I can look up and I can email to you. But he gives instructions on developing physical mediumship. But it's something that does take a lot of patience. Not all mediums are able to um, create apports, you know, or be open to apports. But some can, so you might want to learn more about that.
1: Yeah, it didn't actually occur to me until you said that, that it might be something I was doing. So that's okay. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah, yeah, go figure. All right. Well, we have come to the part of the show that we like to call Shameless Self Promotion Corner. Uh, this is where you can just, just, you know, we love a good plug. So, anything that you, where our listeners can find you, your book, all of that stuff.
2: Okay. All right. Well, I don't know how good I am at shameless. Self promotion, but um, you can find me on the internet at www.silverspringoflight.com, and um, my book, Medium: A Step-by-Step Guide to Communicating with the Spirit World. It's it was just released about a month ago by Llewellyn Publications. It's available through Amazon, Barnes and Noble, all bookstores. Carry it, which I think is quite wonderful. When people tell me, "Oh, I just went to Barnes Noble and I just picked up your book," <laughs> I'm always That's delighted. Great. I'm always I'm always delighted by that. And um, I teach mediumship development, mediumship and psychic development workshops, and um, I also offer a so-called development circle. And I just added a telecircle. To my calendar, which begins in mid October, I believe it 's going to be on Sunday afternoons in beginning in mid October. It runs for six weeks, and every week we 're going to do something different, so this is going to be a lot of fun because it 's connecting with with people who don 't know each other, basically people from all over the country so i 'm very much looking forward to that wow. cool,
1: very
4: cool, yeah
2: yeah, and um I just recorded a meditation. It's called Divine Attunement Meditation. I do talk about the meditation also in my book because it's something that helps bring you into alignment with the divine, with the earth, with your own spirit. And I find it's something that's very foundational for mediumship development. So it's a recording I have just created, and it is available on iTunes, and I know in the next couple of weeks it will also be available through Amazon and um, other musical outlets as an MP3 downloadable file. Very cool. How, and how long is the meditation? It's, a, it's a, third, it is a 30 minute recording. The guided part is about 15 minutes, you know, with, with breaks in between. Uh-huh. And then the, the other 15 minutes are just beautiful music. So where, where you can just have your own wonderful meditation once you make your attunement with the divine. And it really is something that does open up the spiritual perception. It opens creativity. Um, I, I, well, I would recommend it to anyone who would like to learn mediumship. Ah, it sounds great. And it's called what again? Divine Attunement Meditation.
1: There you go. Look that up, listeners. All right, so thank you so much for coming on the show. It's been a lot of fun talking to you, Mm
2: -hmm.
1: Um, and I hope that you will come back again.
2: Thank you so much for inviting me. I so enjoyed this interview, and I just had a great time, so thank you so much for having me. You bet.
1: All right, everybody, stick around. We've got a few more things. We have the lightning round coming up after the break, and we also have... A correspondent report. Who's it from, Cheryl? Jack. <laughs> I just remembered. <laughs> <laughs> Jack. That's right. So stick around. You're listening to Paranormal Underground Radio in the Dark on
3: MixLR. We'll be right back. Hi, this is Cheryl Knight, editor for Paranormal Underground Magazine.
0: And I'm Chad Wilson, Paranormal Underground Magazine's publisher. Every month, Paranormal Underground Magazine explores the unexplained by examining topics that range from
3: haunted sites to ufology to cryptozoology. We also spotlight investigators and researchers who continue to pave the way in a field that seeks to answer some of life's most complex questions. If you want to read about topics like psychic phenomena, demonology, conspiracy theories, crystals in herbology, and much, much more, visit paranormalunderground.net and start exploring the unexplained today. Hey
1: everyone, if you can't get enough of Paranormal Underground, then I've got good news for you. We're on social media. You can find us on Twitter, on Facebook, and I think even on MySpace, and nobody has a MySpace page anymore. So check out Paranormal Underground on your favorite social media site today.
3: Hey, are you looking for a new paranormal podcast? Check out All Day Paranormal with me, Crystal Vermis
2: And me, Manny Vega
3: We come to you every week with the latest in supernatural news and entertainment
2: That's right, and you can find out more by going to GetSpooked.net
3: And don't forget to check out our YouTube show by going to GetSpooked.net slash YouTube
7: A global secret society What imprisons your overall freedom Dismissed as conspiracy Mind-controlling technology Dismissed as science fiction evolutions in primal energies, ghostly apparitions, UFO and extraterrestrial life forms, dismissed as a fantasy. Three books, written by Maria Anna van Driel, telling you everything what can be known by revealing the truth of the most unbelievable actions governments have made in the last eight decades in mind and behavior control.
5: You are a waste.
2: Where do you want to go to lunch? I'm having a stroke. Did you hear what I said? I'm having a stroke. Why aren't you answering me? I'm having a stroke.
5: When someone is having a stroke, they may not be able to say it with words, but their body language will tell you loud and clear. Look for fast. F. Face drooping. A. Arm weakness. S. Speech difficulty. T. Time to call 911 immediately. Know the sudden signs. Spot a stroke fast. Visit StrokeAssociation.org. Brought to you by the American Stroke Association and the Ad Council.
4: Hello.
0: This is Nolan Ethan, and And you're listening to to Paranormal Underground Underground Radio in the the dark. dark. Good job, guys. Paranormal Underground Radio in the dark. We are back on Mix Live with Chuckie G and Karen Fraser, and now it's time for the 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 old but new Lightning
1: Round. Would you please make Would you please make a an intro for that, Pat or Patrick? You're not Patrick. You're you're Chuck.
0: Yes, I'm, I'm stuck. That, that's, that's right. A, that's
1: I, I've great. forgotten who my co-host is now because, you know, Patrick's here a lot. <laughs> oh, wow. <Okay. laughs>
4: Which is, Ouch. Uh,
1: I wanted to say, so joining us for the lightning round, we have Cheryl. Hi. Uh, Patrick Keller of the – oh, God
3: big, big sales podcast. podcast i always
1: want to say the dead sounds podcast hey patrick
5: <laughs> hello welcome uh, w- uh, i, I my, guess you should welcome me sorry
1: welcome. <laughs> my, my hubby techie McScience science geek jim is here yeah,
0: yeah and we, and we oh. have our guests with us and
1: yeah. our guest stands because ha- yeah. can't speak has stuck around all right so let's get right into it i have six questions for you this evening i have prepared right. very hard for these are you ready question number one nasa reports that a 12-month simulation about living on mars has recently come to an end in the simulation six scientists lived in a dome on the hawaiian volcano mauna loa in circumstances designed to mirror what life might be like on mars the experiment featured lots of together time and required cooperative effort so here's the question you guys ready Yes. What would you do to keep from killing people if you were forced to live on a dome on a volcano or on a red planet with others in close proximity for 12 months and no Netflix, Patrick?
5: I would eat Reese's peanut butter cups all day. Really? Yes.
1: Okay, Jim. That
5: would keep myself busy.
1: Okay, Jim.
6: Would this habitat have fava beans and a nice Chianti? Oh, God.
5: <laughs>
0: okay.
1: Um. No.
6: Oh, in that case, I'd probably just like
0: watch a lot of porn. <laughs> what?
1: No, you don't have Netflix. You're on Mars.
5: Yeah, All right.
1: right. Um, well, in that case,
5: maybe there's no peanut butter cups there either.
1: Well, maybe you could take them with you, though. Oh, okay. You could take fava beans and Chianti with you too. Uh, so, Costanza, what would you do? Uh, my answer is really
2: boring. I would read a lot of books.
1: <laughs> ah, that would probably be what I would do too, is read books and exercise. So yeah, Cheryl, what would you do?
2: I
3: think um we could do karaoke.
1: Oh, say, that would be fun. Because that would be like a togetherness kind of thing too. It would build yeah. team team and community. Yeah. Yeah. All right, Chucky.
0: I would just say remove any sharp objects away from me and keep them out of here. <laughs>
1: So you would really probably be gunning to kill people, is what? Probably, you're yeah. Uh, I,
0: at that point, yes, I probably would be. Yes.
1: That's
0: yeah. people not be. chosen.
1: All right. So I have another NASA. <laughs> I, I have another NASA one. Ready? Popular Mechanics notes that NASA discovered a new asteroid last week. Shortly after that discovery, they also learned, like within hours of discovering the asteroid, they learned that it had barely missed hitting the Earth. They named the asteroid 2016 QA2, which is a totally sucky name yeah. so if you discovered a new asteroid and then immediately discovered that it would almost also hit the earth what would you name it
6: cheryl
3: bigfoot
1: bigfoot okay jim
6: is the donald already taken <laughs>
3: <laughs> uh, chuck
0: holy shit That's what uh, I, I, I knew
3: somebody <laughs> was gonna name it that uh,
0: yeah just- there you go <laughs>
5: <laughs> who, who did you say? Oh.
2: I would go with holy shit.
5: Thank you. Yeah, you rock.
2: <laughs> oh shit, yeah. And Patrick,
4: how about you?
5: I would call it my life as a middle school teacher.
1: Oh god. <laughs> kind of like a giant asteroid rolling towards Earth all mm-hmm. the time. <laughs> a middle school music teacher. You forgot the music part. There
5: you go, there you go. <laughs>
1: All right, next question. Business Insider UK reported last month that a NASA study, more NASA, found that the universe may be filled with tiny black holes with the width equivalent of a human hair. You ready for the question? Yeah. If your hair was made up of tiny black holes, how would you style it? Uh, let's see, who?
2: Costanza. How would you what? Style it. Oh my God. <laughs> God. I, Dude, I still that's... don't understand the word.
1: <laughs> <laughs> would you shave uh, it off? Would you wear it in pigtails, braids? How would you style your hair if it was
2: made up of tiny oh, black
4: holes?
2: Oh, my God. How, how would I style it? Uh, Gee, <laughs> I, I don't know. I'm drawing a blank. I'm not good <laughs> at this.
1: <laughs> no, you're doing fine. Um, let's see. Chucky G, how would you I style
0: would, it? I would shave my head so it wouldn't be one giant black hole. Uh,
1: wow. See? um, Jim.
6: Everyone knows that light cannot escape a black hole, so it isn't gonna matter. No one's <laughs> gonna see it.
1: There you go. See? Uh Patrick?
5: <laughs> I would perm it.
1: You would per- Oh very, very oh, Robert yeah. Reed Patrick. in the Brady Bunch 70s kind of. <laughs> mm-hmm.
5: I would perm that hair.
2: <laughs> <laughs> You're gonna say something else, right? And and Cheryl. <laughs> I, I would
3: actually Pull it up to the top of my head and put it in a like a, a ponytail-like thing that sticks up, and that way I can oh. have all these little black holes swirling little around. Little squiggly black holes on the
1: yeah. top. Yeah. Right. All right. Um, this is actually my favorite question of the evening. Uh-oh. International Wait. Business Times reports that a one-foot-by-two-pipe foot pearl which was discovered in 2006 under a fisherman's bed in the Philippines has gone on display the fisherman kept the pearl under his bed for 10 years because he had no idea of its worth which is about 100 million dollars so ready for the question what is the most valuable thing I'd find if I looked under your bed and how much is it worth Cheryl
3: Unfortunately, you would find <laughs> lint under my bed, and it would be worth nothing. I'm sorry.
2: Oh, uh, Costanza? You would find my cat, and he's worth anything. He is amazing. <laughs> oh. <laughs> and no, you you couldn't buy him for money or for anything. Oh, Patrick,
1: what's under your bed?
5: God, the only thing I could think of of any value would be, like, socks and underwear.
1: Okay, <laughs> sorry. And how much is it worth?
5: Um, some used Hanes whatever those are going for <laughs> nowadays. I don't know. Wow. Not a
4: lot. Okay,
0: uh, <laughs> uh, I was gonna say a dead body, but that's not really true. So, uh, be
5: more
4: Whoa. like a.
0: I'd say more like socks. socks? I mean, you know, yeah, smelly old, you know, socks.
1: Smelly no, talk that. So about a nickel then.
0: Yeah, I don't
4: think. <laughs> that and that you'd like... have
1: to pay that to somebody <laughs> to
0: haul them away.
3: I I had to change <laughs> my answer because J- yeah. Chad just told me we have a plastic bottle underneath our bed.
6: Oh. Uh. Oh, right. that, you
3: can't you get like five cents or yeah, something? Yeah, I could make some money well, on that. Well, there you go. All All right. Return it. Jim?
6: The only thing under our bed is Karen's hot water bottle. Oh. Which sometimes oh. is worth quite a lot, but most of the time it's not worth hauling out from under the bed.
1: <laughs> <laughs> and also lots and lots of dog hair. Oh, so, yes. Yeah. Okay, next one. According to yep. BBC News reports, firefighter, oh, I forgot about this one. According to BBC oh, God. News Firefighters rescued a Norwegian man named Cato Bernstein Larsen. He climbed feet first into a Johnny on the Spot public toilet and got stuck. Uh, 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 (laughs) Apparently, (laughs) his friend had dropped his phone in the toilet and convinced Larsen to go in after it. So, have you ever dropped anything in the toilet and did you rescue it, Jim?
6: I've dropped my dinner a couple of times.
1: (laughs) No, there was no rescue. (laughs) 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 Oh,
0: Chuck. Uh yeah, I actually I've dropped my brush in there a couple times. Did you times. rescue it? Well, after I had to flush the toilet first because I had peed, then I had to wash would it. Would you
1: off. Would you rescue it from a Johnny on the spot though? Uh
0: no, With <laughs> the, no the poo? no 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 no, no, no poo. Uh
1: Cheryl,
3: I feel like I've dropped a few things in the toilet, but the only one I could remember right now is I've dropped a sock in the toilet. Ew!
4: Did you it or flush really?
3: it? I rescued it.
2: Okay, Costanza. <laughs> I dropped the cap to a toothpaste in the toilet. Did, did you
3: your flush?
2: <laughs> I, 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 I fished it out and I threw it away. <laughs> and Patrick?
5: Um, it would be things like that. Like I know I have probably dropped a toothbrush in there or like something. Oh, well, too- that
1: you rescue and throw it away. You don't and it away. I
5: rescue it, but I, I definitely threw it away. I think my nose spray, too. Fell off the counter oh. into the trash oh, yeah. one oh, morning too. Said
1: their phone. I'm shocked because I am always afraid oh. when my phone's in my back pocket that I'm going to drop it in the toilet.
5: Never my phone.
0: Mm-hmm.
5: <laughs> said, <"Well>, uh, and <laughs>
1: when I was in when I was in college, I was a, a, an RA, a resident advisor, and I had a master key yeah. that I wore around my neck, and I was always afraid that I was going to drop that in the toilet and accidentally flush it. But it never happened. So, mm-hmm. all right, last question, guys. You ready? Yep. yep. Yes. Yep. New York Daily News notes that people of Cormorant, Minnesota, have elected a new mayor. His name is Duke, and he's a nine-year-old dog. He's a great Pyrenees, by the way. This dog—this is the dog's third term as mayor of the town. So we have a big nationwide vote coming up, right? Uh, we have a presidential election, and here's what I want to know. What animal, reality TV star, or fictional character would you vote for as our next president, and why, Jim?
6: Yeah, right. Eric
1: Cartman. Why?
6: <clears throat> just for the sheer fun of it. Just
2: because. Uh, Costanza? <sighs> you know, I'm just, my brain is not sharp at all tonight. That's I'm okay. very dull. <laughs> so I'm sorry. I have to pass.
3: Okay. No problem, Cheryl. Uh, you know, I think I got to go with Stewie Griffin on this one.
2: Oh,
1: Stewie.
3: Why? Well, he's, he wants to rule the world. Ah, Unless you're going to help him get there, Patrick.
5: Um fat Albert.
3: Uh why? Hey, hey,
0: hey.
4: Oh, I
5: have to answer why. Yeah. Um
4: yeah.
5: <laughs> because after everything we've experienced in the last year or so at election, not? why not? That would just add to the <laughs> entertainment.
1: There you go. Right, and Chucky
0: G. I would go with Lassie. I would Lassie. go with Lassie because Lassie's always saving Timmy from the well.
1: That's true, and maybe he can yeah. save. America from the world. Yes,
0: that is correct. There you go.
1: That's how we do it, guys. The lightning round. Patrick, Costanza, Jim, thank you guys for sticking Hey, Yay. Thank, Yay. You thank, you. Me. Oh, right. thank you for I'm having me. Thank
2: you for having me. Yes. All right. Fun. So here
1: we go. Cheryl's going to play you Jack's,
3: uh, Jack's correspondent report, and then we'll come back and finish up with some business. You ready to go, Cheryl? Yeah. Um, this, this correspondent report is coming from Jack Kenna back east. He is going to be interviewing a worker at a coffee house in Massachusetts about the coffee house and the paranormal activity going there. And then he will also tell us about an investigation that they did there. So that's what we're going to play for you now. All right. Enjoy.
6: This is Jack Kenna, correspondent for Paranormal Underground Magazine here at the Stanmeyer Gallery and Coffee House in West Stockbridge, Massachusetts with my friend Susie Gale, who works here at the coffee house mm-hmm. and we're going to be investigating uh the place tonight and so Susie, I just want to ask you a couple of questions um tell us a little bit about the gallery and coffee house itself
7: great yeah um so this is John Stanmeyer's gallery main gallery he's a photographer and shoots for National Geographic and he's lived and traveled all over the world and he lived in Indonesia for quite a while um I want to say close to 10 years wow. with his wife and family. Uh-huh. Um, so he's got a lot of artifacts in in the gallery here um, that are that are mostly from that area, from Indonesia, Right. Um, right. and some artifacts that have are, that are masks that have been in ceremony, and a lot of um, dolls in the in the place as right. well.
6: Now, so yeah, mm-hmm. these are all actual mm-hmm. items, are not. Replicas, no. or not? I mean, this is stuff. Yeah. I talked to John a little bit myself. Mm-hmm. Stuff all he brought back from yes. all these places he's been and where he mm-hmm. lived, and so mm-hmm. it's amazing. These are yeah. real artifacts, which could explain maybe mm-hmm. some of the things that are going on Absolutely. here. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. Uh, now, you've had a few mm-hmm. little experiences yourself. Can you tell us a little bit about what you've experienced in here, and we'll sure. talk about something else in a little bit too.
7: Sure. So the the moment that I started working here, I felt definitely. An uneasiness of going down into the basement, which is where a lot of our, um, you know, extra food is stocked in the freezer and refrigerator down there, along with other supplies, right. and um, it's definitely a much, you know, older uh, house and a low basement, and kind of off in the back left corner of the basement was where I felt like being watched from, right, right. I felt like I was being watched from that corner of the basement every time. So I would always just really be quick in and out of the basement.
6: Um, <laughs> and still are to this and day. And still are,
7: yeah. <laughs>
6: yeah, That was interesting because it was <laughs> something we kind of uh, didn't really totally talk about until we, I went down to the basement with you one day. Just We just went down there and <laughs> I had a couple uh, devices on me. Well, actually I just had my phone with the ghost radar device and, <laughs> and an audio recorder. And so Susie went down with me and another friend of mine, Evie Kurzweil, and we did a little session down there, probably 20 minutes tops, few mm-hmm. minutes tops, and tell them what happened. <laughs> I'll let you tell them what happened.
7: Sure. So um, there was a lot of activities. Something was definitely responding right away, and it almost seemed as if there was more than one down there. Yeah, I agree. Um, like yeah. a, perhaps a male and a female. There's a female, yeah. um, And and it was spewing out names, and um, it seemed to, to atta- have attached itself to a mask that was down there in storage.
6: Right, we ended yeah. up seeming to connect to whatever this mask was. As a matter mm-hmm. of fact, at one point when I found it, it was when we got more
4: mm-hmm.
6: activity on the ghost radar, and mm-hmm. at one point I brought it over to where it was, and it kind of mm-hmm. slipped a little bit, and we had what walk- come out of the ghost radar. It was something like... Uh, fall or something yeah. like that. He's like, no, we're not going to let it fall. Yeah. You know. And then we we did ask. I think it was attached to the mask. We mm-hmm. had yes responses to that. Mm-hmm. Now I know John since moved that mask. Mm-hmm. Oh, it did say it didn't like being in the basement. Right. That's right. So John since I moved the mask, mm-hmm. um, and we'll be investigating around that in, in that area and stuff tonight. I already found mm-hmm. it. I know he moved it again. <laughs> but I, found it. I can't not miss it now. It yeah. was, it's easy to see. <laughs> But uh, when I did go back, and this is the reason we're investigating, thank John wanted us to. He asked as you know, he thought it was a cool idea. John's a really cool guy, mm-hmm. and his his I call it artwork. It's mm-hmm. photography, but it's really amazing artwork. It's phenomenal. But uh, uh, one of the EVPs I did catch while we were down there is, uh, uh I asked if it knew you, but I said you're name wrong, and then I said it right the second, Mm -hmm. but before I was about to say it right, we get this whispered EVP, Mm -hmm. I said, do you know and it says, Susie, Mm -hmm. female voice saying your name, so that was kind of cool, that was a really cool EVP that we captured, Um, so that's why we're back, we want to try to figure out what's going on, and do you know the history of the building prior to John taking over I've heard it was Mm -hmm. the um, um, caretaker's house for the the dam over here, or oh, the mill, uh, one or the other? Yeah,
7: I have heard that before. Yeah, that's yeah. that's really the extent, to my knowledge, yeah, um, yeah. for at least the the far history. Yeah, but I'm not
6: totally sure mm-hmm. on the history yet. We're going to try to figure that out. Yeah. But, uh, we're going to be investigating tonight, trying mm-hmm. to figure out how to get a good time. And we probably will come back if we have something happen. We'll cut back in and uh, get back at it and talk to whoever maybe had an experience but we'll see what happens but thank you for having us here we're really looking forward to investigating it yeah excited for it yeah and thanks to john too (laughs) so it's stanmeyer coffee uh, gallery and coffee house in west stockbridge if you get a chance swing by Mm -hmm. this is jack Kenna, just back with a follow-up on our investigation of the stanmeyer gallery and coffee house in west stockbridge massachusetts uh, we had a really good investigation. Uh, we had a, a few people there, uh, including our team members of Spirits of New England. Uh, that was myself, uh, Beck, uh, Ellen, Sarah, and uh, then we had a, a few, a couple of our friends and, of course, Susie, who works there. Uh, we did have some interesting activity that night. We had some Direct responses with the Ghost Radar device, as well as a couple other devices. We also did hear some disembodied voices, and we captured some EVPs that we were able to check. We did some short burst sessions, EVP burst sessions. We were able to check back right there and actually heard a few EVPs. Uh, still need to go through some more of the stuff. But we did capture some really interesting stuff and had some really neat experiences at the Stanmeyer Gallery and Coffee House. We also had really good electrical storm that kicked up our K2 activity for a period of time, but we know that was just from the, the lightning storm that was going on. But again, good investigation, really great place. Again, it's a Stanmeyer Gallery and Coffee House in West Stockbridge, Massachusetts. We're hoping to hold an event there, a reveal event there, uh, sometime here in the new, near future. So if that happens, we'll let you all know, and you'll we'll be all invited to come along uh, and visit the place if you'd like when we, when we do that. Or visit the place anytime. John is a great guy, and it's a great location.
0: Hello, we are back. This is Mix LR Paranormal Radio in the dark with Karen Fraser and Chucky G. We just went through the lightning round, and we had a really great guest this evening. And now and we we're had on a to good
1: report from
3: Jack.
0: Yeah, it was good. That Jack, was awesome. There. Thank
3: you, Jack. Yes. Thank you, Jack.
0: Yeah, it's always cool though. I just sent him something on LinkedIn. LinkedIn, and we were talking. Uh, but now I believe we have some business. Is that how you say it? We have yeah, a
3: little bit of business.
0: The business. Yeah,
3: we do we do? I want to got... talk about what's upcoming on paranormal okay. underground radio um we will not be having the show next week but we oh, will yeah. be back yes sad clown sad right. uh we will be back though september 15th cool. and we'll be talking to Stephen lancaster and we've talked to Stephen in the past so we're excited to have him back again oh yeah cool and um we will be talking to him about his new book called dark spirits a man terrorized by the supernatural and Let's see. I want to read a little bit about this book in particular. I'm going to read off the back cover. Okay. And it says, Driven to the brink of insanity by some of the darkest encounters with the supernatural you can possibly imagine, paranormal investigator Stephen Lancaster has made the afterlife his life. Dark Spirits chronicles his most terrifying investigations over the last 15 years, highlighting how those cases have affected him and the ghost hunting field as a whole. Explore the mysterious hotel room that drives occupants mad. Discover the abandoned plantation that made heavily armed investigators fight for their lives. Learn about the dark entity that followed Stephen home and made his life a living hell. Wow, that sounds scary. These frightening stories. That was my little line, not his. These frightening stories (laughs) and much more await you in dark spirits. A compilation of haunting cases no one can explain or forget. Very cool. So excited about that. Yeah, that's that's right. So that's
1: our next show uh, in two weeks, not one week. Please be here. And we also have some more correspondent reports, and Chucky's going to have the news. um, Mm -hmm. And just all sorts of paranormal goodness. We'll probably have another lightning round. You know, all of that stuff. So um, So
3: much fun. That's right. Also,
1: we'd like to remind you really quickly to please
3: check out paranormalunderground.net.
1: Where you can get a copy of the magazine, which is the August issue out. No, yeah.
3: Yes, that's our yeah. latest issue out. Of course, we have all of the archives uh, there that you can get if you want to. But um, our latest issue is August, so go check it out. All right, and that brings
1: us to the end.
4: The wow, the that end. was a fun da, da, da. show. Was. I
1: know. So what do you listeners think? You like the new format? I rather enjoyed it myself. Um, And so we hope that you will tell your friends and click the um, follow us tab in MixLR if you haven't. That way you can be emailed whenever we go live and sometimes we do little extra things. So thank you everyone for listening to Paranormal Underground Radio on MixLR. Paranormal Underground Radio in the dark, sorry Chuck, on MixLR. (laughs) Uh, You guys have a good week. We'll be back in two weeks. Good night. Good
0: night. Good night everyone. If you'd like to be a guest on Paranormal Underground Radio in the Dark, email us at editor at paranormalunderground.net. And until next week, remember this. If something looks out of place, or doesn't feel quite right, it could just be
4: something paranormal.